Good morning, everyone. This is Kathy Mason from Mason Works Marketing here on Conscious Business Zone with my friend Rafael Lugo. And he is a mastermind behind Schizo Music. He's not only a skilled head recording and mixing engineer, producer, and writer, he's also a visionary in the realm of sound, creating auditory experiences that are truly one of a kind. Not only is he that, he's now a movie star. He was <laughs> featured in a movie, and we'll talk about that later. But first, I want to talk about your company and your experience called Schizo Music. Why did you name it Schizo Music? Okay, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on your flat um on your platform and, and, and talk about this. So schizo music. Okay, first of all, I understand that it's a name that's hard to trust. I get it, right? You hear schizo music and it's boom, it's in your face. But the origins of it is 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 actually quite endearing. I was with a friend of mine and we, we was in a recording studio, and that day I was just super booked. And it was earlier on in my career. I've been doing music music for about 20 years plus now. And in, in in this day, a friend of mine goes, hey, man, are you sure you're ready to work with all these people? I mean, you're booked for like an R&B artist. You're booked. I think there's a guitarist coming in and there's a hardcore hip hop artist. And you're like writing for all these people. Like, how are you even able to do this? It's almost like you're a schizo. And I was like, wait a minute. Why do you say that? And he goes, because you have to have like the the sort of emotional heart to write R&B like you have to know R&B melody and then you have to be like from the streets to know hardcore hip hop and then you have to have some sort of like in, intelligence to like just how instruments go well together and stuff like how do you just sit down in this chair and become all these people to all these artists and they all walk away happy you have to be a schizo and then I guess it's stuck then <laughs> Once I noticed that everybody on all social media networks, there was like a hundred schizos. And I was like, okay, a schizo ain't really who I represent. So I changed my name to Skits the PLK, which is Skits the Prophet, Lucid King. And then once I started doing that, I started realizing my path more and more. And schizo music grew into less of a place where you could come and kind of get your music mixed and mastered, even though... I do handle those services as well as writing and other things, but it became more of a foundation to kind of display and put forward what I'm doing in the community as far as music and uplifting everybody. So I know that was a little long winded, but I wanted to make sure I get it out. No, that was great. I, I have to say what I do also is I work for all different clients and I used to, I don't do it anymore, but I used to have different baseball caps. And <laughs> when I was, because you really have to get in if you're copywriting and if you're doing stuff for people, you have to become their persona in order to do it. And then, then you hang it back up and put another one on. So, but you didn't do that. You didn't change your hats. You just <laughs> no, I totally just said, you know what? I know that there's companies right now that don't have access to the kind of music that I can provide. And I know it sometimes might become difficult. Like I am very aware that hip hop music currently is not the most, you know, um, you know, positive forward, if you, if you want to say that, but- right. 
do also know that it's a global brand and it's a way that the youth communicates. Now, in this community of ufology, which is where I'm from, I'm a, I'm a you know, lifetime experiencer. Yeah. I noticed that there's this gap in bringing the youth in to know more about the subject of our family from the stars. And I'm not saying that it's a negative thing that a majority of ufology is in the older age group. I believe that all generations deserve to have the information but I am seeing a lack in the younger generation. So I'm kind of trying to be the ambassador in a way of bringing that bridge of the new school sound to a more generational foundation, if you That's would. That's perfect. That's perfect. And I believe that sound is how we communicate. Frequency and sound is how we communicate. Um, I went to... A um, paranormal event in Golden, uh, Golden slash Westminster. Um, anyway, with uh, PRF is a it's a paranormal uh, group that meets once a month in Denver. Oh, and beat um, this group for, for sure. Yeah, I'll introduce you. I need to hang out. <laughs> yeah. So what happened is um, there was a lady there named Natasha who played a a tract of music and it was beautiful. It sounded like um, the age of Aquarius song, you know, that in, in melodies and everything, but it was, she said, you think we're going to come and talk to you, but we're not, we're going to sing. This mm -hmm. is how we communicate. And I just had chills going up and down mm -hmm. my body. It was because it's visceral and your ego doesn't get, unless it's too loud or too harsh, your ego lets frequency music go through your system and inform. So that made a lot of sense to me. And that's kind of what you came up with too, is that you first started out being a typical rapper with um, with a um, dark, kind of a dark message. And yeah. so so tell us how how you, switched because um i mean you are what you're doing is you're using an art form in a very unique way um and uh, what was the reason that you switched well thank you for thank you for the question and and well it's a lot of reasons right so the reason why i started in in hip-hop in general is because i was raised in the bronx right and at the time i'm currently 41 right now and the genre of hip-hop is kind of like 80s based and um so i was an 80s baby kind of grew up in hip-hop while it was kind of being created with me so i, I literally grew up with hip-hop and in the in the neighborhood that I was in, it was almost a form of survival in a way. Like I remember having to stop because the elevator wouldn't work. And I lived on the 19th floor. And oh, then on the seventh floor, there'll be a whole bunch of people rapping and they wouldn't let me pass. So I literally figured out how to rap just so when I got to the seventh floor every day, I can have a piece of word to say and they can let me pass. So ever since then, I kind of... At an early age, I realized that music, lyrics, poetry, 
is an easy way to kind of break the barrier of like negative and positive, right? So even though there was these gangsters in the hallway, here I am, you know, this regular little kid from high school just trying to like get past and I'm using their music or the music of the environment to be able to pass through. Once I got that feeling in me, it was it was completely over. The, the part that I was confused about in the beginning was, I never really understood vibrationally what I was doing with my music. So even though I was having these ET experiences, because once again, I'm a lifetime experiencer, I wasn't really talking to anybody about them. Um, just due to my religion, it was either like a demon or a bad dream. It was never like kind of entertained in my household. So I always had like these things that were happening to me that I had to keep closed in. And then through hip hop, I found a way to like not talk about my experiences, but transmute the negativity that I was feeling inside of kind of holding all these emotions in like a like a teapot, like ready to explode. Yeah. And I found a, a group of kids that were just freestyling. And even though the, the the things we were saying were negative, they were just what we were experiencing in our environment. So we was just kind of like telling people what we knew. Fast forward to later on in my life, I kind of was starting to have these, I like to say PTSD, not taken away from anybody that's been in legit war situations and have been clinically diagnosed with the actual you know, diagnosis of PTSD, but I call it like this feeling that resembles PTSD to where it was a really affecting my emotional state and really kind of affecting my relationships that I was having with others. And I found this documentary about experiencers that led me to meditation. So once I started to combine meditation with my music, although I was doing negative music, I was meditating. And one day before going into the studio, I decided to meditate. And in this moment of meditation, in the darkness and stillness of my mind, in the silence of my mind, I saw this little white dot in the distance. I started to focus on that white dot and then it rushed to me like a freight train and engulfed all of my inner vision. And instantly I felt like I was being pulled through this tunnel and shot into the middle of the universe. I can kind of see myself in third person floating in the middle of the universe. And instantly I felt the only way to explain it is just like the God brain, the Kundalini, the, the, the singularity feeling to where I was everything at all places all at once. Um, it was like I was a blade of grass in the middle of a field. And at the same time, I was like the wing on a, on a butterfly's back, you know, like I was instantly everything. And then once I got kind of like overwhelmed with that feeling of being everything, I was shot into this scenario where once again I'm like floating above this kitchen in third person and I can see this couple like having an argument and fighting but in the background is my music and this husband is like going really abusive against his wife but my music is playing in the background and I can feel all the emotions of the woman I can feel all the emotions of the man I can feel how the music was causing the ramping up of the negativity to happen and then I was shot to another scenario where I'm floating above a car 
and I'm looking down upon this person that's getting ready to do hard drugs. Like he's, he's getting ready to like roll something up or like tie his arms up to do something just highly negative, but on his car stereo, once again, my music is playing. Then I get shot back into the middle of the universe and I get shown like this vision. I don't know how else to explain it, but I get shown like this feeling of, an ocean and a pebble dropping on one side of the ocean. And then on the other side of the ocean, it was a tidal wave that was destroying cities with the ripple I was causing. And I instantly knew that although I was making this music because I was really good at it and people were resonating with it as far as the popularity of the music at the time, I was causing more damage than I understood on a bigger level vibrationally with my gift that was obviously given to me to do other things positively wow. on this planet. I shot right back into my body, ended up in complete tears. And I knew from that moment on, I couldn't do no more negative music. It was all about positivity. And the first song I wrote was Calling All Hybrids, which ended up being the name of the documentary, which is currently on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so cool. So I love um, near-death experiencers. Um, I've had a lot of spiritually transformative experiences like what you were talking about, but not like what you were talking about because mine was different. But, but I love that people are starting to share their experiences so that we all can normalize the out-of-body connection to a bigger um, cause and then use that energy as alchemy to create like the music you're creating now is so so amazing it's it's got yeah it's it's got um uh a potential to be the 5d frequency rather than the 3d i love um, that i love right. that that's definitely I I'm I'm a huge believer in the power of cymatics, right? And right. the power of frequency and tones. I mean, if there's a certain kind of vibration that can give you a geometric shape, right. then that means that even the vibrational tone that your voice box makes, it, it, it can be shot out negatively or positively. And there's been plenty of tests that shows that what we're saying not only manifests the creation that we're living in, but it also affects other people, whether it be physically in their body or emotionally, right? So I read this story once about a bunch of these meditators that gathered at a certain location and was able to drop the crime rate right. of that certain location just by simply thinking of a more peaceful environment. And it got me to thinking, what if I can create uh, uh, an album or what if I can create a certain kind of song or a frequency that I can play in a stadium or in a certain kind of group in which it will actually affect the frequency and affect the crime rate or affect the health of a person. And if you can take that music and make it popular enough to where it can permeate like radio and, you know, commer like commercialize that kind of frequency music, then anything is possible. I truly believe. So that's kind of like what the mission is at the moment. I, I believe that they've been doing that on TV and radio all along. 
I believe that um, the uh, marketing messages a lot of times have had um, brain entrainment work on it. Uh, I studied back, um, I want to say in the 80s, I studied um, uh, accelerated learning. And that's what it really ended up uh, that the Russians had figured out how to use frequency to change, to, to accelerate people's learning. So I think that's what, when they say TV has programming, that's quite <laughs> possible that yes. sound and uh, subliminal sounds that only your subconscious can register um, are being used, which um, might as well learn how to do it for the good guys. <laughs> well, that's my point, because there's enough people doing negative music. You can look at popular music right now and see symbolisms of more of the negative than you do with the positive. And I do believe that there is a frequency vibration that is rising up on social media right now where you can find other artists that are, are currently doing what I'm doing. I'm just hoping that that a lot of what's happening right now is not doing it for clout, as they say, and they actually are believing the things that they're saying. Because yeah. when you start kind of like understanding that this can be a trend, even negative people can start talking positive things. Well, that's the thing is that it being um, outsmarting the negative. That's the game. Yes. Really. Um, <laughs> so, so it's like, okay, so you see their move, then you do your move and then you can always be one, one step ahead. Well, okay. So I want to talk a little bit more about, okay, you, you pivoted in your sound, in yeah. your, in your delivery. Did you lose all your other clients? Did oh. they, did they all, did they want to have more positive messages too? Okay, so that is a wonderful question because it actually, I believe that the awakening process might have sent me into a little bit of a dark night of a soul at a, at a point. Now, a lot of people like to think of this awakening process as like roses and strawberries, but it's not a true awakening if you don't like kind of detox the negative the negativity that this realm or this reality like superimposes upon you already from the beginning, right? You have to kind of like get all that out. And, you know, when you like provide a foundation for a lot of people musically and it's all negative and I'm talking about drugs and guns and money, that's what you are attracting. There is no way that you can rap like that and not have people with drugs, guns and money around you. Right, correct? right. So, once I decided, you know, and these are people that are like 10 years and I don't like to mention names or anything like that because I also don't like to speak negatively about people that make negative music. I was once there and I understand the attraction to it, right? But it's everybody has their path to walk and I don't judge anybody. That's kind of the way I look at it. But where I was hoping to keep a lot of my core group of friends, I only have my beautiful wife that kind of stuck around and a couple of other business associates, which is, is crazy, which a lot of my friends that stuck around are thought and business, you know, executives and thought leaders. So it's like the people that run companies understand 
how you have to transition sometimes as you grow as a company. I was already hitting the ceiling in who I can become. And I started to get to the point where it's almost like if you work for like a police station and your job is to take pictures of, you know, crime scenes and and and, and murder situations. Of course, you're doing a good deed by helping put people in jail, but that has to, at some point, run a toll on you mentally seeing all those bodies. And I guess I ran up the toll negatively of what I was allowing my vibration on earth to be able to give to the world right now. So I decided that for the rest of my path, for the rest of my life here, I'm just going to counterbalance the negativity I made in the beginning with the music with triple, quadruple the amount of positive positive music. And the funny part about it, the minute I got out of that night, that dark night of the soul situation, found my new path in that meditation, decided to stand firm. You know, it's like changing your prices. You could go for $25 and clean eight cars and make 200 bucks or, or whatever, a couple, uh, a couple of dollars. And then all of a sudden you change your prices to 150 to detail the car and, and nobody wants all those clients want to go bye-bye. So I'm kind of like in that phase right now to where I had to adjust the way I was looking at my services. And instead of going, Hey, I mix and master music and write hip hop and R and B. Now it's kind of like, I like to mix and master music with a positive message. And I write music that helps you transmute the negative emotions that you might have through your experiences or things that you have gone through through popular music that you might, you know, listen to at a party. Cause I feel like not everything has to be all ding, 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 ding with the little guitar and we're hugging trees in the forest. Oh. It can have a hip hop upbeat or like an R&B or a rock and roll or a country twang and still have the message you're looking for. I believe that I'm the artist that can help provide that message. So that's where my company is kind of leading to. And once I decided to do that, doors just started swinging open. I'm talking about, I also have a children's show called Needles and Scratch where we do puppeteering on, on YouTube. I urge everybody to go check it out. My wife is the voice and I do all the music. I have a friend of mine in Tampa called Willie that does all the puppeteering and video work. And um, together we are two-time telly award winners on, you know, so, so it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful little show where we take hip hop and we teach kids about, you know, simple things, going to the potty, tying their shoes about planets. And we're starting to lean more into teaching kids about breath work and meditation because we believe that if we bring that to a younger audience we have a better future so that's kind of where we're that's going. fantastic yeah i the re when i asked you that question i assumed that most of your clients did not go with you or did not understand and, and um when you're talking about the dark night of the soul i think that this whole time period the past two three years has given lots of people a chance to reevaluate what really makes their heart sing. Yes. And um, instead of just following the programs that we all, we all, God bless our parents, they gave us these programs to keep us safe because they were given the programs to keep them safe. But really, truly, this is a time period that we get to stop being um, 
Well, it's the age of Aquarius where we're going to go to a collaborative future where we could be telepathic. Yes. And, and, and right now we're not there. We're still, I mean, the amount of chaos that's around us right now. So, so, okay. So let's talk a little bit as you go through all of this, you find MUFON, right? Yes, 100%. So, okay. So that's kind of what I found the near-death experiencers. I, I was on the same thing. Like I've read, I read a hundred books. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken on how many classes. And I just realized, and I did have some big breakthroughs, but there were still repetitive patterns that it was like, I'm creating this. Yes. But how do I how do I get to that subconscious? That's where the music really can make a difference getting to it. But so you I I went to the near death experiencers because they could articulate my experience and I couldn't. So yeah. I would listen to these brilliant people like Peter Reverend Peter Panagore and um Trisha Barker and some of these people um, and PMH Atwater. I mean, some of these people just their out-of-body experience was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So you go to MUFON and you're doing, yeah, 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 right? Well, what ended up happening was, it's funny, I watched this documentary and I'm like almost in tears. I got to remember the name of this documentary. I always forget about it. But there was a certain psychiatrist that was on there that was speaking that I really resonated with. So I I paused I paused the film, looked up his name, went on Google, right? And I looked up his, his, his practice and I called. And I'm over here thinking naively that I was just going to get an answering machine or a secretary or whatever. So I'm just dialing the number, getting ready to just, because at this point, I still thought I was crazy just due to the programming. I was being told, you know, this can't be happening to you. It's not going on and and everything. So I was like, you know what? If I could talk to a psychiatrist here, a psychiatrist would definitely tell me if I'm crazy or not. So you first, I always tell people that if you believe these things are happening to you, always try to find the most common source of what's going on first. And then when none of those solid sources start working out for you, then you can start looking out into the stars and everywhere else. But first, make sure that your mental health is in order before you start going and claiming these things that you that one would claim in this space. That's, that's what I always say. But I called this psychiatrist and it was him that picked up the phone and I got a little flustered. I was like, oh, um, I, I wasn't expecting. And he said, take two deep breaths and then tell me everything from the beginning. Like literally, it's almost like he knew psychically what was happening. And I told him everything. Well, since the age of five, this was happening to me. And blah, blah, blah. I won't bore everybody with all that because they could go check it out on Amazon Prime. But I'm telling him about all of my stuff that's happening to me in, in, in my life. And he goes, you know what? You're saying so many things that you can't find on YouTube. You don't hear anybody but real experiencers saying this kind of things. I consider you to be a real person going through real experiences. I'm going to introduce you to a friend of mine called Denise Stoner. And she is going to speak to you further, if you don't mind. And I was like, yes, please, anybody, thank you, hung up the phone. And once again, I naively thought that I'm going to get an email in like a week or something. And within two hours, I get an email. Here's my phone number. Can I talk to you immediately? Wow. 
for the first time, I'm starting to feel like, okay, this is leading somewhere, but I'm still waiting for like, where's the charlatan? Where's, where's the, if you pay this much, I'll make the aliens go away. Like I'm still waiting for it. So I call Miss Denise Stoner and I start telling her about, you know, Sometimes when the grays come in, I'm hiding little knives around the house. I got I got a knife hidden behind this and I got a knife. And she's like, honey, no, 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 no. You don't have to do all that. That's dangerous. Instead of knives, put flashlights because when you flash them in their eyes, they, they don't like the light. And then it went from being told this is not possible to giving me tips on how to deal with this. <laughs> and then it, it was a beautiful oh. conversation. At the end of the conversation, she was like, honey, oh my God, I can tell you right now, I've, I've spoken to a lot of experiencers. You are not crazy. You're actually going through this. And, and you can take it as a blessing. You could take it as you know a burden or whatever, but it is happening to you. I want to meet you. Can I come see you? So- Within a week, she was at my house. Wow. I know. It just happened so fast. Within a week, she was at my house. And um, she was at my house with a lady called Miss Terry Lynch, which at the time was the head MUFON investigator for the state of Florida. And they both came to my house and they started asking me questions. They did the whole radiation text. They took soil samples. At the end of everything, they were able to validate that I was an actual experiencer and I was going through actual experiences. Fast forward to a couple of years in my life. I'm with my wife now and we're we're thinking about transitioning to a new place. We lived in Florida too long. We decided to move to Colorado because we were so in love with Gaia. We kept on watching the Gaia.com. Everything was Gaia, Gaia, Gaia. So we was like, you know what? If we're going to do a dramatic move and not care about if families over there and we could choose anywhere to go, why not just move as close as we can to Gaia? Because I'm pretty sure there's people that think like us over there right <laughs> so we decided to move as close as we could to Gaia literally without even knowing how we was going to work there we just figured that if we just figure out proximity the rest will fall into place so we moved 15 minutes away from Gaia and Westminster and then a month or two after moving here a spot opened up for to be a Gaia ambassador. It wasn't pay, but you know, you're able to be a part of the whole Gaia thing and I would do anything at the time. And then at the same time, a spot opened up for a position that my wife can have for her experience in the executive cafe. So my wife starts working at Gaia. I start becoming a Gaia ambassador. I'm in commercials. I'm doing the little thing with um Stephen Greer and I'm going to the events at the Gaia Sphere. Everything is so fun. I'm kind of like living out my manifestation. My wife is is serving coffee one morning at work. I'm at home making music or doing whatever I'm doing. And one of the producers, Josh Golembetsky, I always get his last name wrong. He's gonna hurt me one day. <laughs> But my my good friend Josh, that was the director of the film Calling All Hybrids, we just so happened to be talking to somebody in ear distance of my wife. Hey, I'm looking for an experiencer to be a piece of this thing that I'm trying to get going on, which it was supposed to be about other experiencers and stuff like that. It was only supposed to be a 10 minute piece. And then my wife was like, well, if you're looking for somebody, my husband's a lifetime experiencer and he's kind of like a medium. He knows how to like talk to spirit and do all that and yada, yada, yada. 
And he's like, for real? Like, has he been investigated, though? He was like, yeah, he was validated by MUFON a couple of years ago, not knowing that he was a MUFON investigator himself. So he decided to go into the files. He was able to validate my story. He said, how come anybody hasn't talked to your husband? He has, like, a legitimate, like, serious story here that people should know about. I need to meet your husband. Two days later, he came over my house, came into my recording studio in my basement. We kind of listened to the music. I told him my message and he was like, dude, you're so interesting. You have so many stories and you have so much recall. Your message is so positive. I think I just want to make the whole documentary about you. And oh. that's the documentary was done. But it all happened through just having this feeling of needing to come to a, a beacon, a, a, a lighthouse. And Gaia just so happened to be the light at the end of the tunnel. Now, I I didn't know how I was going to get there, which uses, which is usually how manifestation works. But I did have enough faith in the process of believing and knowing that if I just blindly went as close as I could, something would happen. And then sure enough, if you believe hard enough, dreams do really do come true. And wow. Wow. That's fantastic. So, so much of this, I got to hear a lot of this when you spoke at the Boulder Exo politics, the Exo. So, uh, event last year, and um, what what I guess I want to um, focus on a little bit to help the audience as well is yeah. that these this instinct that you and your your wife was right in there with you. Yeah. You both got this memo from from above or wherever it comes from, and you you were fearless and courageous enough to act on it. Could you help um, that? That's a big part of the message. That's a big part of what we're talking about because um, you were courageous enough to, to work with MUFON. You were courageous enough to take the memo to yeah. come here. Yeah. And then, and this is just the beginning of your story. It's going to keep going. So could you talk a little bit about that voice or that knowing that people get that so so this is why i'm asking i think that a memo comes down to a whole bunch of people that have a similar vibration and only one does it it's like the only one person did the post notes yeah. <laughs> but, no, but a whole bunch of people true. got the memo so yeah. so and and this is the reason is that i think we're all getting them but we don't act on it Yes. So could you talk about the courage or the insight or the knowing that you got in your heart? 100%. And you know what? It's 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 a great question because it's rarely asked. And it's a very important question. And I would answer it as simply as I could possibly answer it. It's trust. If you ever trusted anything, anything outside of yourself. If you ever had trust for a parent or had trust for, you know, trusted your child or trusted a pet or trusted an energy, a colleague or whatever the case may be, why not trust yourself, right? And we all have this inner feeling inside, this gut feeling, this spider sense, these goosebumps that rise up that we just assume is a chill or or we just assume it's 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 the wind or just our body's doing something. But sometimes, although it is that, 
it can be a message. And I believe that the way I do music is sometimes if I feel like I'm sitting there and nothing comes out, then obviously I'm not downloading any messages. I'm not pulling from the radio station of our ancestors or our guidance or whatever you want to call it, right? I, the way I explain it to my children, because I like to teach them this concept as well, is I like to say, hey, you know how when we go in the car and we listen to the radio, right? They go, yeah, you can switch the channel and then other songs come out and stations. Yeah. Where are those things coming from? Do you know they're all around you right now above you? And they look up all the time. And <laughs> And I go, well, there's an antenna that picks up those frequencies and then you got to like turn the knob. Now, what's funny is humans, we're just antennas. That's all we are. And we choose to be what channel we want to be. So sometimes there's an ugly channel above us and we might get that frequency, but we could choose to just change the channel to a positive channel. Now, I believe the more you start understanding that concept, you start hearing these little voices in your head, right? And how do you distinguish when you're talking to yourself or when your higher self is talking to you or when there's a being talking to you? Well, the highest determining factor is how does that conversation that you're having with yourself make you feel? What emotion is tied into that? Emotion and trust is everything. If you're thinking about leaving a job, but the thought of leaving the job is only because you're tired, then maybe you just need a little bit more sleep. But if you're thinking about leaving a job and the energy about another job is pulling you more, more further away from what you're currently doing to something else, the way Gaia was pulling me away from Florida. I mean, it was all the way in Colorado. I yeah. drove my whole three bedroom house in a U-Haul by myself following my wife across country on walkie talkies because <laughs> our phones would die. So it was like, <laughs> we didn't know how we was going to get here, but we got here and we just trusted blindly that we didn't need to know a direction. We just needed to take a step and keep on taking a step and keep on taking a step. And what's beautiful about taking steps forward I do believe that you have to plan. You should have, but you should always have structure in your day. You should always have, you know, a to-do list and, and something to knock out because and then there's no forward progression. But when there's energy trapped in your body and you feel like you need to release it, sometimes you need to jump off a cliff and say, you know what? I will move to Hawaii because when you do move to Hawaii or I will leave this job or I will start my own business or I will figure it out. There's going to be a hundred no's in the beginning, but all it takes is one yes to make a dream come true. So just do it and trust that the feelings that you're having are coming not only from you, but from a part of you that normally doesn't speak to you often because you don't have the ears to listen. So just be quiet and listen to yourself and trust that yourself won't lead you on the wrong path. And I guess that's what me and my wife did. I was lucky enough to have a partner in my life that believed enough in my music to say, you know what, if we get close enough to Gaia, somebody's going to see your talent, my love. And I believe in her enough to know that when she told me I had enough of Florida, we're leaving and getting out of here, we're going to do it. That even though I was scared, 
I can trust that me and her together could weather the storm. Not everybody has a support system, but for those that do have it, lean on that support system and use it to your advantage because without my wife, it would have been a lot harder for me to get here. So that's the best way I could explain. Uh, that That's a great, and that's a great um, way to answer that, that, that it is trust. And trust is really going to be important right now in 2024 with all the changes that have to happen for us to get to a more equitable life um, in, <laughs> in reality, in this reality, um, because right now the, the um, systems really need to overhaul. And no. uh, that's why I really, I really like Gaia TV. I really um, have been um, friends with um, them for, for years, 20 yes. years or so. And um, so I I really like what they do. I know um, sometimes people have things to say, but um, but they were the pioneers and highly visionary. And um, I, I really respect them and really um, am excited that Boulder has that kind of um, opportunity to grow. I love that. I love that. I, I don't care what anybody says about that company. I truly yeah. believe it's a beacon. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. There's always going to be a negative to a positive. So there's always going to be something trying to tear something down. Right. So all about the line in the sand and what side you decide to be on. And right. I've seen more positive come out of that area than negative. So Me too. I, I would I would just always lean on the positivity yeah. to the table. Well, it's kind of like it's validating that they were attacked because um, by being attacked, then you know they really are doing the job. <laughs> because if they weren't, if they weren't a threat, they wouldn't have been attacked. So yes. anyway, also I want to say this because a lot of people don't say this too. Like you get called names in ufology, especially now in this in this time when you decide to figure out a way to provide an income for your family mm -hmm. using these gifts, right? The minute you decide to go, hey, I'm selling a t-shirt with an alien on it to help support my family, or I have this service of being able to help people transmute their experiences into music. Oh, you're a grifter. You're lying about this. So you're lying about that. And I just want to urge people to also don't listen to the naysayers. You have to also find a balance to be able to provide for yourself and be able to spread a message. So if you have a way to financially stabilize yourself with positivity and providing a service to a community that might be in need of a service, do not feel guilty for charging for that service. And if anything, spread that service out because people will not mind supporting something that supports or adds value to their life. So this is for other healers out there that might want to do like a healing practice, sound healing practice, or they want to do music or poetry or whatever, charge for their art. Do what you got to do to survive while spreading positivity. Now, if you're doing it for negative reasons, I believe that negativity always gets brought out to the front. So that only lasts but so long. But the positive people will always be here. And I plan on being here for a long time. Yeah. Well, we are in these times where um, the light workers pretty much have, haven't thrived. But um, there, we're coming into a time where if people are courageous and trust and um, and 
share their genius, which is what you're doing, really, Raphael. The genius that you're offering is an example for everyone to feel that it's um, in service to all, not just in service to your um, pockets. And and I don't think, I, I think it's very strange that we got, got the um, programming, I guess, that if it's religious or if it's sacred, that it shouldn't cost money because it the church, be free. yeah. Well, well, the, mean, but the church certainly, you could buy your way to heaven. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, of <laughs> so, no, I totally agree. It's like I'm tired. I said that because I'm tired of people going, "Oh, here we go. He's charging." But what do you expect me to do if I say I'm doing it for free? I'll have to do twenty thousand of these. Like it's like. Like at some point you have to actually value your time. Oh, it's self-love, really. Yeah. I mean, because it is your energy, it's your life force, and you're sharing it. So why why not? When you look at um the way that um millionaires, billionaires work, it's uh, it's their their they're very protective of their life force. And um that's what your art is. Yes. So but but I think that um the, I think as people start waking up, um, the other thing I think, and I, I love your feedback on this, I feel like people are getting more empathic. Oh, that yeah. This new energy, that the light from the sun that's coming in, the CMEs even this past week. Oh my um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I tell people all the time, it's time to start understanding that we're electromagnetic beings and the sun and earth is electro and magnetic when you put them together. So I just, I really urge people to ground themselves, get barefoot when it's not cold. You know, if, if it's reasonable outside, cause it's cold in Colorado, but <laughs> reasonable outside, get barefoot, get your toes in the grass and don't, don't, be scared to sun gaze a little bit. Like, obviously, don't burn your retinas, but <laughs> get some of that sun on your body and get grounded to the earth and watch how the earth pulls the negativity and the sun gives you that power. Like, a lot of people don't even understand the gift that we have as humans. Like, we're able to remote view. We're able to, you know, lucid dream. We're able to, to talk telepathically. We're able to do so many wonderful things as humans humans, but we're not taught these things. And that's a lot of the stuff that I also put in my music. I try to educate people at, at, at the strength that we have as humans and how masterfully we are at creating. So the more we hold on to negativity, what are we doing? We're just creating negativity in all different facets of our life. We'll get angry that we're holding in all this negativity inside and then turn around and get mad because a pipe bust in our kitchen and now we got to pay $200 to get a plumber to fix it. Well, maybe if you didn't hold all that negativity in your body, the pipe wouldn't have bust in the perfect place. It happens like this and when you say that to certain people in different levels of their programming oh so you're telling me that all you have to do is think about it and it happens well, yes you think about it and it happens you have to provide action you have to provide a level of emotion you have to provide a level of forward thinking attached to that uh, attached to that manifestation for it to actually manifest but yeah it starts in the brain so anyway it's not all chaos people it's only all chaos if you believe it to be so That's well, what I I think Einstein um, is quoted to have asked a question about, is this a safe universe or is this a 
frightening universe. And I think what you're saying is, is how you frame, you wake up in the morning, you can be a different person every single day if you want. And it's your worldview will determine your whole day. If you woke up and it's like, yes, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. going to do it. Um, yeah. But but there is a lot of chaos in the field. So that's why when you mentioned meditation or breathing, centering, going out and doing earthing, I have a tree in my backyard that's hug all the time. And I hug it. I yeah. Hug it. Well, well, I think that, that there's lots of things that you can do to show your love of your yourself because yeah. you're a fractal of source. And oh, gosh, yeah. as a piece of God, God, source, infinite mm -hmm. intelligence, whatever name you want, um, what you're encouraging people to do is to look at life through that lens yes. because really – Part of the reason why I love doing this is I learned so much from every one of you, every interviews. I'm learning so much from you, Raphael, because it's a hopeful future. We can create anything we want. We have the opportunity to raise kids in a totally different way than we were raised. We were raised with fear. We really were raised with fear, um, um, you know, and um, that trauma it, it it the if we clear the trauma, we're clearing it for generations before and after. We're changing the DNA structure that when the next soul that comes into this line, yes. um, has a different experience, different vibration, totally right. We all came here to do a job. That's what people don't understand. Now, whether that job is 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 done. Is completely up to you. Whether you realize that you're even working is completely <laughs> so so it's like I'm I, I feel like I'm very grateful and blessed to be at this lab at this level of my consciousness, at this level of my awakening, to be able to help others awaken, right? Okay. And in the awakening process and in helping provide the service that I because I believe that once you get to this level. All we can do is provide a service, right? To ourselves, provide a service to others. But just all we're doing at all times is making sure that we're taking care of the whole grid at, at, at as much as we can. And now that I know that a pebble could cause a ripple on the other side of the ocean that can destroy a city, why not have that same pebble bless the other side of the ocean instead of destroy it? So if we, if we all kind of look through this lens of knowing what we're capable of creating and we're able to choose the creation moment by moment, and we find a way to stay in the vibration that allows us to create not only more rapid Rapidly, but the things that help others not only create but feel good, right. I believe that that's the blessing. It's like it's like when you give a gift to somebody, it feels almost better for you. Yeah. As for the person receiving it. Don't get me wrong. I'm selfishly in a way <laughs> providing a service of love and trying to get people to awaken to the greatness that we are as humans and the connection that we have to the star family that we have above that. I even believe that the end of the world and all these things that people prophesize can be shifted in your reality. I do not believe that these things have to happen if we get a certain percentage of this population to think a certain way, anything can change. So right, that right. Well, oh. um, okay, so uh, there, 
I mentioned uh, Reverend Peter Panagor. He told me about a gentleman, I think he was German or Dutch, a European scientist that had had figured out that since World War II, that every single person that had gone to a hospital had been resuscitated, but most of those people had had near-death experiences that they did not remember. And mm. he said that one of these CME blasts is going to awaken. It's a huge percentage of the population worldwide. Because the minute, minute you go to a hospital, they try to bring you back. Yep. So if all those people start seeing who they really are yes. and what their origin is, okay. a hundredth monkey, we're games change, <laughs> right? Isn't that cool? I can't, I can't wait. I feel like as long as I help in tipping that yep. number that way, and I believe that music is one of the best mediums to do so. I mean, you can see what a comedian can do in a stadium. Yeah. A comedian can make a stadium of people feel joyous at one time. I don't believe there's any crime rate happening around that stadium during a comedy show. So if we could find a... a, a uh, a show, a two-hour music show with a lecture and uh, a, a, a person drawing in the background and some people using rain sticks in the corner. And <laughs> we do all this in a stadium together. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we could go on tour and drop the crime rate everywhere. Yeah. Well, I, I think there there's a lot of people that have been holding the indigenous wisdom that the ancients knew that, that we went through the dark ages and they sort of had to hide all of that stuff because we were too violent yes. to, to we would use the um the magic the in the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. The alchemy in the wrong way. But now we're coming out of it. And and what's gonna happen, I mean, people, the the channels and the people that are prophesizing, they're saying this world is so beautiful, you can't even imagine it. You can't even imagine what. Um, rather than being afraid of technology, what technology could do for everybody. You can't imagine um, how we're all hybrids. We yes. all are. Yes. And um, once we reconnect to, there's like this missing piece um, of, of, uh, uh, of wanting home somehow, right? I used to look at Orion all the time with my wife stargazing and go, I don't know why I'm going to say this right now, but I'm from there. And she goes, but why? You, you're from the Orion constellation? And I was like, I don't know why, but I think I'm from Sirius B. Oh, and really? Because, yeah, I, I just, I remember being on this canoe on this planet that was made out of this jelly-like substance, purple, electrified, waterish, and I was green with scales, and I, I looked like a, what people were to refer to as a nomo being. And I understood that we're all living in the now. People really do believe that that there's such thing called time. And I don't understand why people believe in time. This is a weird thing. But I but I understand 
differently that there is only now, right? There's no such thing as the past. There's no such thing as the future because nobody has ever physically been in the past. You can't leave the now and go to the past. The minute you leave now and go to the past, the past becomes the now that you're currently in. Right. So, so, so the whole state of existence is this constant now. And if you understand that there is only now and whatever you're choosing now to feel is the gift of life. So this podcast is a gift in, in, in its way to be able to share through technology that everybody is so scared of a positive message that fills me up tonight knowing that people will hear this and feel positive about it also knowing that there are people that might find something new in it or find something that that doesn't resonate and then that takes them to a book that makes them resonate like there's always a way to look at the beautifulness of what's going on right now and i think that if we just hold on to that love anything is possible and everything will permeate through. Well, so. that's why I brought up the empath, because I think the first step is um, most people that are unaware are going to start having, well, okay. I, these, you're, you're able to see um, things and know things. And that is um, more than an empathic skill. That's, possibly though a psychic and intuitive, but, but I think the average person is going to start to be empathic. And once they are, once they feel the other person, they can't be unkind yes. to the other person because they'll feel bad. Yes. And, and that's part of the process for us evolving even further as well. And those skills, I just don't want people to be afraid of it because it's, it's a gift. Mm -hmm. um, I've been empathic my whole life, and um, and it, at times it was disconcerting. Well, well, but now in the crowd, not knowing you're empathic, and so well, or or um, yeah, I would I would have different experiences. Like I remember running in the Boulder Boulder and being, um, I would say I can't be in this. It was. And I'd say um, I'm two. I'm five three, so I was at armpit level, <laughs> and it was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> so, so I would use an excuse like that. It's my height or whatever. I would use an excuse, but it was the consciousness of the people around me. It was too much for me. But, I but I still I have a skill where if we go to a restaurant, I can hear what's happening at the table over on the other side i i don't know if i'll ever get rid of that skill it's it, you'll a you'll never get rid of it because you turned it on so yeah. it's like, <laughs> so right but but yes it's 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 as simple as have you ever been in a restaurant and felt somebody staring at the back of your head and then you just turn around and you'll see that person staring at you so what is that you know, and what we're talking about is an enhanced, more trusting version of that. Like right. you, you'll get all the time messages from spirit or from, you know, your intuition telling you a certain thing. It's up to you to trust that that message is truly coming through. And it's up to you to interpret and determine what that message is. Right. I, I 
who just think it's coming from them. Oh, I'm, I'm kooky. It's just me and my... No. If you, you trusting that feeling could be the difference between you getting on a plane that's going to crash and not. You that's trust... Right. Feeling could be the difference between you walking into a situation that's going to get you hurt or not, or putting your kid or putting your your family or your loved ones or your colleagues in a certain. So it's like I the minute I started trusting my intuition and my music and my path, I lost all the clients in the world, but I also gained clients that understand the positivity and that's to right. take two clients that understand positivity over 20 clients that don't. Just that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. um, you get to choose um, what impact you have. And when you're in service to um, others, you are part of those others. Yeah, so it's yeah. all it's all perfect. It's all imperfection. Imagine but, me writing a song for a person and it becomes a hit to 5 million people. And yeah. it's a drugs, guns, and money. I'd rather write a song for a person that becomes a hit to 5 million people. That's about positivity and spreading the knowledge that what we're able to accomplish as humans. The problem that we're having is the foundation of the music industry is all negative. So it forces people like us to go independent. That's why we rely on the community to hold us up yeah. when we're providing a service is because there's no other outlets for us to be able to generate the kind of noise that we need to generate to be able to change well, the things in the right way. So I just feel like, although it's a treacherous road at the moment, if we keep on pioneering and pushing through, we could pave a road for people behind us to actually have a smoother way to get this message out. Right, so, right, right. I, yeah. and I, I think you'll find that, uh, there, I, I went to a, a video program in LA probably five years ago. I can't remember what the name of the um, conference was, but there were 1,500 people there. And there was a gentleman there that ran a TV um, uh, station that was positive. Mm. And he had all sorts of statistics about TV programming that um, families didn't like what the current violent um, violence and, and storylines were in the programming, but they were still funding it, even though they the, the audience, and I forget how they did, surveyed the audience, but it was fascinating. And um, he was asking for people for music and everything. So maybe I'll try to find his information for you the outlet that's humanly possible. It's like I always say, I, I jump at every opportunity because I came here to work. I didn't come here to sit at home and play around. If I have an opportunity to be somewhere or speak somewhere or yep. somewhere, or anything with any artist, with any individual, with any company, with any brand, the reason why I'm open to it is not because I'm willing to do anything with anybody. It's because the more we do, the more we get out. And right, right. There's right. not enough people doing what we do, so we have to do a lot of work. So, right. well, <laughs> you're you're a trailblazer. You're trailblazing the, a new form of music that um, that may keep evolving for you as well, because the R and B version of it might really take off. Because um, we're kind of missing, we're kind of missing the the human story. Okay, so um, one more thing before we show the trailer. I yeah. wanted you to talk a little bit about um, the UFO, um, the disclosure that's happening now and how you see this because um, there's so much 
there's so much cynicism uh, that I'm cheering. I mean, for me, I see once we have different form of energy, well, all of the things that are come out of the secret space program or out of um, out of disclosure, basically, are going to change our whole lifestyle. And we will be in more in a Star Trek future. We really will. I really and, do see that as well. Right. Yeah. So so how do you see it? Because you see that there's stuff, there's disclosure happening at Congress, but those guys' bills are being paid by the oil and gas industry and the, the whole system. Uh, how do you see the disclosure coming down? Well, okay. So unfortunately, I'm I'm happy and I'm sad because on one hand, I'm happy that a lot of people like myself, yourself, a lot of others are being validated in this moment. Now, I'm being sad because I do believe that they're slow dripping it for a reason. Now, I believe that is strategic in the way that they're bringing out the information, how slow it is, how how boring it is and all that. <laughs> but it's, it's because they want to lose a majority of the population's attention span. Yeah. They understand the intention span of then the psychology of people. If you make it boring enough, if you make it slow, enough if you give them information little by little you they'll never be able to say you didn't tell them but they'll also be so bored that they'll go back to a lady gaga track or whatever's going on in the state of current pop culture right so my combatants to that is finding ways to make this in this information upbeat and more like okay. hey Look at us. This is what's happening now. Boom, boom, boom. Instead of everything being just a lecture, why can't it be a comedy show strictly about today's current events? Why can't it be an intro and an outro with music and a band? And then a speaker comes in. And then in the middle of the speaker, there's a comedian doing jokes. And then in the middle of that, like my thoughts for festivals, my thoughts for ideas of speaking engagements, where we have people speaking about whether it be metaphysics, whether it be, you know, self-healing whether it be meditation it doesn't always have to be this slow going we're going to talk for four hours and do it can be fun it can be energetic it can be more invigorating in a way to where you can feel like you're leaving there with the same electricity that you got there with sometimes you go to these conferences and you're pumped and by the end of it you're drained yeah <laughs> but you just sat you just sat there there was no electricity so i believe that if we if we change that part of ufology stop the slow drip start making it a little, a little bit more upbeat a little bit more of what the people need and want which is the information all right now at one time yes we know it's going to destroy the the current concept of religion we get it yes we know it's going to destroy the way we view ourselves in the cosmos yes we know we're going to have to rewrite history books we're going <laughs> to, have to rewrite science books but once we get through that we have, you know, little boxes and corner divisions of countries that will light up half of the world or, you know, a Places where people don't eat get to eat. Places that people don't get water get water. Let's look at the bigger people. Uh, a lot of people, especially in like America and like places where we have money, 
we tend to forget that there's other people on the planet, a majority of the planet, by the way, that are still walking miles for water. I know. Bring out things to eat. So why aren't we not utilizing these these you know these blessings that we have to be able to take showers every day and eat easily and finding ways to take that love and energy and spreading it in different portions of the planet or different portions of our own state or our own places in our own country that might have problems and issues that we can address positively with positive movements and positive ways to do things. So it's just, it's just weird to me that we're not all thinking as a collective to help the collective. I, hope I, think, I think we will be because the expanded viewpoint allows you to realize that we're all the same. And when we help one, we help them all. We help all, um, but we're not quite there yet. We still have uh, hierarchies, Yep. And uh, that's part of what this uh, conscious business zone is to help conscious leaders get resources and, and find out ways to clear their traumas, clear, clear any blocks that they have so that um, we can build a different world, a different um, and, and problem solve at a much different level. So, um, Raphael, I want to show your trailer real quick because we're running out of time. So. So could, do you want to tell us? Forever, forget about that. You know, <laughs> I could keep going, but yeah. I, I know would... me too, me too. But but um, I I want to make sure that people understand. Um, so so you end up um, connecting with a a um, producer on Gaia. Yes. And he looks at all your records and he goes, "Oh my God, I want to make a documentary about you." And yeah. now the documentary, we we saw glimpses of it last year, but yeah. now it's open. It's available on Amazon Prime. I watched it the other night, and well, it, you were fantastic. It's really a wonderful, yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> so um, today, right now, we're going to show the trailer off of Amazon Prime. So I'm going to share screen real quick. Super and cool. oops, let's see. Hold on, I'm gonna stop here for one second. Make sure the sound is right. Here we go. Yeah, it says shears. Okay, now it's good. Okay, thank you for being patient. And no here we go. one second. When you're growing up and you know these things are really happening to you, and everybody around you that you love is pretty much saying you're crazy. It was a miserable experience. Thousands of people are reporting contact with non-human intelligences. And I don't mean just seeing a UFO, but actual contact with non-human entities. I have a seven and a half foot insect standing close enough to bite. Their stories and messages are nothing less than profound. She walked in and she handed me a baby. I get the sense of connection that is mine. As bizarre and traumatic as these events can be, there is another side to the phenomenon. Experiencers are reporting radical transformations in all aspects of their personal and professional lives. Many commit to a new higher purpose and use an artistic medium as a tool to connect with others. I want to be able to take people out of that negative state and put them in a positive state. There's more to being an experiencer than onboard ship encounters and creepy scenes in your bedroom. Join me as I investigate and document hip-hop artist Skits the PLK, Prophet Lucid King. After his mind-blowing ET encounters, Skits changed his rapping style from gangster rap to conscious rap. This is his story.
These things are really happening to me. People need to know. My name is Josh Golombeski, and I am a UFO investigator, podcaster, and filmmaker. My mission is to investigate and document people reporting contact with non-human intelligences and share their extraordinary stories and profound messages with the world. Oh, so cool. So for anyone that wants to watch that, it's called Calling All Hybrids. And um, within that movie, you'll learn a lot about Raphael's experiences. And, um, and the way that it was done was really validating to what you've your um your current projects and the way that you see the world. Thank you so much. Thank for you. all of that thank you so much i i i just i i just want to say i'm grateful for you and for allowing me on your platform and to your audience because if it wasn't for people like you it would be just so much harder to get this information and this message out there so i just want to give you my love and and, and just say thank you thank you thank you so much oh uh, my pleasure i i i know that we'll be doing a lot more things together since we're both in boulder and for we sure. both are helping with boulder exo so all me and i'm there for sure <laughs> Well, thank you so much. So um, just for the audience, one more time, could you share the best ways to reach you? And I'm sure that lots of people are going to have questions and look for your help. So so what's the best way? Okay, so the best ways to reach me, I'll give you a couple of ways so that way you have any option that you feel more comfortable with. So you can go directly to my website, which is schizomusic.com, S-K-I-T-Z-O music.com you can find me on twitter very active on in the twitter community i like doing spaces from time to time so you could join me and i also have a good friend of mine named astral which i suggest that you follow him on twitter and check out his his piece he also had a piece about how he uses music to contact and do ce5s and it was on vice so i suggest that you look up a good friend of mine called astral we're making music together so i just want to give my brother a shout out you could come check me on twitter at at the real schizo so that's the real s-k-i-t-z-o follow me there ask me any questions you can find me on facebook i have a, a facebook group called um calling all hybrids the ce5 connection you can follow me there you can also contact the boulder xo group to contact me i will definitely get any messages that come in for me there and if you want to just email me directly, just so you can have an easier one-on-one to contact me, that would be schizomusic at gmail.com. So that's once again, S-K-I-T-Z-O music at gmail.com. And that's Thank all. you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'll put all of that information also in the description um, for today. And really, you guys, uh, follow Raphael, you're, you're, he's just getting started. So um, there's going to be so much more to learn and grow with. And uh, thank you so much for your work in the world. Really appreciate you and um, can't wait to see what comes next. But thank you guys go see the go see the video. Go yeah. see the video. You'll be you'll be very impressed with it. Yes. And also don't forget five star ratings and comments help take it a long way and put us more okay. further. 
outreach. So if you do watch the video and only if it resonates you with you, please leave a comment. And, Perfect. And Perfect. That's what I need to do because I watched it two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> if it resonates, but it's fine if you can. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'll do it. Okay. Thank you. See you soon. Thank you. Bless you. Bye -bye. Please share this, you guys. Please share. Thank you.